Hi, welcome to another McLaren fans podcast. Uh, we've got a massive, massive, quite an electric show tonight. Um, joining us, as always, Andy Robinson. Say hello, Andy. Hello, Andy. All right. Uh, and we've got a special guest. We've got a big McLaren fan on this week. Um, it's Amy, Amy J from Twitter, if you follow her. That's Say me. hello, Amy. Yeah. Hi, both. Hi, everyone. Hello. All right. And then... Um, just noticing when you were setting up there, Amy, you've got a bit of a rather special flag there behind you. Do you want to just show everybody? Yeah, yeah? quickly change my background, especially for you. Um, yeah, can you see that oh, there? Oh, look at that. Triple yeah. crown. That I'm proud amazing. of that flag. Did you get that made yourself? Unfortunately not, no. Um, I picked it up from Indy. So, yeah, when I went right. to the 500, it had a bit of um, like unique stuff. So I thought, right, I'm going to get that. It's not available on the shop. Excellent, excellent. That's what I like to see. Um, a few years ago, I went to the J- Japanese Grand Prix, and it was when we'd first gone back to Honda, and there were so many like things that you would just not get on the McLaren store over there. So obviously, I bought all of them. Um, and another second place today. Are you getting back? Uh... Right. I think we had a little bit of Martin Brundle there for a minute. He's not really on the podcast. But there we go. Sorry, that was totally me. I was on the uh, F1 app trying to figure out um, tyre strategies <laughs> from Lando. I thought I'd left now TV on from when we watched the race. I was, uh, I was, I was cheating getting the tyre strategies up. Right. Maybe I should ask Martin Brundle if he can come on the uh, podcast one day. That would be good. Yeah. Um. Well, what we're going to kick off with is a little. Slightly different to what we normally do because uh, normally we're quite F1 focused. But this weekend, uh, we all went to Formula E, didn't we? We did, and it was um, awesome. Now, I've got to admit, it was a very late decision for me. Um, uh, and I was kind of press ganged into it a little bit. If you've listened to the podcast in the past, you'll have known that uh, Sarah and yourself, Andy, have both desperately tried to convert me to the world of Formula E and I've always said well if McLaren ain't there, I'll have a watch of it and it didn't quite grip me but I've got to say going to the actual race itself is a whole nother matter yeah. and there's two good reasons for that um, and none of them neither of them to do with the race or the cars on the track <laughs> so I do it did still feel a little bit to me like a big scale electrics. However, the racing was really good. I did enjoy it. Um, it was very close. There was a lot of good battles to watch. Um, and it was a good setup and a good track. So I was very happy with that. But the two things that stood out for me, one of them which F1 can learn a hell of a lot from Formula E about, um, the first one was it was great to meet other McLaren fans there. There was quite a few of us. Um, Amy was there as well. We met, we had a big group photo. Yeah. Andy, you were there with your folks, weren't you? So um, that was the kind of first sort of point that I wanted to cover. And the second one is really sort of um, the fan engagement. How amazing was that? Um, I believe there was a pit walk every day. And not only that, um, you know, the, the, um, the drivers were out signing cards. Um, with no bother at all, people were getting photos with them. They were getting some gifts off them. There were a few fans that were allowed behind the ropes to have a picture taken next to the cars. There was so much engagement from everyone that was in the team. 
but it was actually really refreshing. And it made me think back to when I first started going to the sort of Formula One races. Um, it was very much like that. And we've lost it. And it's, it was only until I went to the FE that I realised that that's disappeared from the F1 weekend. Whether that's just because it's grown and grown and grown. Um, yeah. So really, it's... I I loved it. I really enjoyed it. I will go back again next year, as long <laughs> as everyone else goes, and we can have a good day out, meet everybody. Uh, but this time, what I might do is try and sit next to some people that I actually know. <laughs> No, we could see you, random, Andy. Random guys that were really drinking for England. So, we, we from where we were sat, we could see where Andy was sat, and he was the only person wearing papaya in amongst yeah. like twenty people around him. So you could just see Andy, the papaya man, and then everyone else was in like black clothing. It was. Funny. If you can remember that Tango advert from years years ago, where that um, papaya guy comes out and slaps the other guy, that's what I looked like, just sat in yeah. there in the stands. It was cool. Totally agree. Um, you were, I, I think he was about 20 seats down from us, so we could easily spot him. I think uh, you were taking like stalkerish photos of I did, me as well. I did take a stalker in. photo saying I spotted the papaya. Nice. Cool. There you go. So, I, the pit lane walk, though, like we got to um, XL Centre, got our tickets for the pit lane walk, and we got on the pit lane walk, which was Awesome. We we got uh it was a bit of a queue to get in, but then you got in and you got to you got to see the team. You got to talk to Jake and to Rene. They signed as much as we could throw at them, and then they posed for photos of so many people. It was a lovely thing to do, and it cost us nothing. Silverstone would have charged us a hundred quid for that experience. And that was the lovely thing about um Formula E. Once you get into the center everything's already in your ticket unless you want to buy food or like, merch. But all the all the games and all the things that they put on in the other side of the building was all involved in your ticket price, so you didn't have to worry. Um, I loved it. Absolutely loved it. Had a time of my life. My parents, who aren't massive Formula E fans, but are Formula One fans, they loved it being indoors. My dad hadn't got any concept of it indoor racing and how it would affect the cars and the way you saw the cars. Um, they... Totally bought into the whole event in one day. So practice, qualifying, race, everything was a single day. Absolutely loved it. So you only had to go for the Saturday. We only went Saturday, Andy. I think you went Saturday as well, didn't you? Yeah. And Amy, you went Saturday and Sunday. Oh, that both days, yeah. Yeah, it, I, I loved it. We went last year as well. And it just, it is brilliant. I, I'd go again next year without even a heart. Yeah, yeah, I, I will as well. Amy, so you, you went both days. Um, just out of interest what was there much different on the days between it or was it the same sort of format over both of the days it was it was exactly the same format um the only difference probably was the um like the entertainment um because there were there were concerts between um I think it was qualifying in the race, for example. So they, but apart from that, the experience that you got on the Saturday um, was, yeah, it was replicated on the Sunday. For me, there were just a few, um, few more. Um, there were different people there, so I kind of mingled with different people on both days. Um, but yeah, it was amazing. I've booked my hotel for next year already. <laughs> oh, excellent, excellent. Uh, I believe it was it, um, 
on so it? on Sunday it rained, didn't it? Yes. How how did that rain delay go down? Like, was it explained? How how was it talked to? Um. Yeah. So so it was it was explained, but I think it was for for us being there as fans, and particularly as you'll remember it being indoor. And unless you unless you're actively trying to find out, you've got no idea that it's raining. Um, so we were so busy chatting to people, catching up, we've done the pit walk. I had no idea that it was chucking it down outside until they said um, the start's going to be delayed and, you know, it's going to be a safety class start. But that that might have been a little bit me not following it as well. Um, but, yeah, but once um, once that was communicated, everyone just sort of, everyone accepted it, really. Um we did start worrying about trains home and that type of thing, um, but yeah, yeah, it was it was fine. There was some interesting like interviews with the crowds, etc. But that was okay. Yeah, and I believe um, I believe you were saying that you went on your own, so you like kind of I did. You know, it's a little bit like myself. You're at the sort of mercy of meeting other fans there now. Um, uh, one thing I would say is. Yeah, I knew there was going to be quite a few Vosper Fire fans there because we talked about it for a few weeks beforehand and let's have a bit of a meet-up. Then we had a massive meet-up in one of the halls on Saturday. I think you did something similar on the Sunday as well. Um, and, that, you know, that was great to meet other fans. Pe- the people that you've talked to on Twitter for years, so I've talked to Gem on Twitter for years, never met her because she lives the other side of the country to me and we, you know, maybe... She hadn't been to Silverstone when I'd been, etc. Things like that. So it's a great sort of thing to meet people like that. But also, um, it felt like you could just go and talk to anyone. One thing I did notice was once again that it was pre- even though I know Andy was saying that I was the only one sat in a load of rows in you know in papaya. There was a lot of papaya there. There was a lot of people wearing uh, McLaren colours, Landon Norris T-shirts. Um, yeah. But also wearing the Formula E, um, and let me hope I get this pronounced right, the Neom McLaren <laughs> yeah. uh, tops. That's the one. I'm not sure if that's how you pronounce it, but there you go. Um, no idea. And, you know, they were selling a bit of merch there and stuff like that as well, which was quite nice. But, yeah, there was people who were there actually, you know, properly supporting the team and stuff like that. Um, and it was it was great to see. It was fantastic to see. Um, and also, you know, you got you get people. Um, I think it was a uh, um, is it F one Bear Doggo? Yes, Kerry. Yeah, gave us a nice little gift. You know, and this is the thing when you meet up with sort of fans, um, people, you know, bring things along for you, whether it be some Haribo, whether it's a, a nice little gift like that, or um yeah you know other bits and pieces are always good so there you go yes enjoyed my strawberry haribo thank you very much it's all right it's all right very nice snack got got to keep the energy up so um yeah i think anyone out there who's thinking right should we should we go again or should we go for the first time i would say yes but i would say plan it better than i did (laughs) Don't don't travel the length of the country on the day where there's an actual train strike, and uh, yeah, maybe don't buy your ticket five weeks beforehand. So, well, what we did was to book our tickets nearly a year beforehand and our hotel a year beforehand. 
Uh, I've already booked next year's hotel. And right. we've got into the hotel right by the side of the Excel Centre. And it's reasonably priced because it's a year ahead. And it's a walk. It's a five-minute walk from the hotel to the Excel Centre. Yeah. If you go like in, book plan. it now. Excellent. So maybe we'll do that. Um, yeah. So one thing I would say is that um, also on Saturday, Zach Brown was there. And... Um, I know that he was he was hanging around, you know. Obviously, a few people recognised him and stuff like that. But Andy, um, we kind of got to meet him, didn't we? We got a lovely, lovely touch of a, a Saturday uh, invite. Yeah, we um, we got told to go to a, a certain area and meet a certain McLaren employee, and then they walked us around a little bit while we tried to find Zach and. Um, Andy, myself, Sarah, uh, my partner, my parents, and Sarah's husband um, had, I, I think, it was about like fifteen minutes just yeah. talking with Zach, and he, he wasn't out for a photo opportunity. Then running off, he didn't come out and take one photo, say hi, and go. And the things that we got to talk to him about was fan engagement and what what we can do for McLaren and, and how they can do other things to get other people involved in McLaren. Um, and he genuinely cared and genuinely wanted to listen. Um, we we talked a little bit about Spa and about Oscar and uh, uh, Sector 2 was unbelievable for him but a lot of it was about Formula E and, and how the McLaren can interact with the fans and it was as I say he didn't just come out for two seconds to get a photo with us and then run off he stood and he chatted and he talked about things and it was actually his, his uh, assistant who was dragging him away at the end not him and it, it was lovely he, he, took, he did take some group pictures with us which is lovely and then McLaren actually put them out um, uh, on their social media feed, which is even nicer. Um, but yeah, just uh, just a man that had time for fans, and that was the, the takeaway from me. Yeah, and that was it. I mean, you know, the guy's incredibly busy. A busy weekend. There's not only just the uh, Formula E going on. Um, you know, there's also the um, F1 in Spa at the weekend. Um, I will say one thing, which. Uh, if you're going to shoot your shot, shoot your shot. And I did go and ask Zach's assistant whether we could get Zach on the podcast. I'd like to say that she didn't say no, but it was neither a yes either. It was a, <laughs> let's see. So, uh, yeah, Mr. Zach Brown, this is your official invite onto the McLaren Fans podcast. Um, and if you do come on, we, we can talk about historic McLaren cars that you own. I think that would be a good topic to talk about. Yeah. So there you go. So you don't have to give away too many details. Um, one thing that you did we did mention there that being a big fan of the kit, that you were saying that he's already signed off on all of next year's kit and uh, some other things that I can't really say um, already that surprised me because I would thought, wow, there's no way there's hell of a lot of time for that so yeah so um i, I did ask him if it was still papaya yeah yeah and i think it's still going to be papaya yeah, next year yeah. isn't it yeah so there you go so that's a relief <laughs> yeah 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 um but like we say one of, one of the things that we mentioned to him and when we were down at um mtc not so long ago was how can we get more you know, fans involved and more fans to get some opportunities. You know, a bit like yourself, Amy. I mean, I bet you'd love to go 
well, I bet you'd love to meet Zach. I bet you'd love to go to the MTC and stuff like that. And it should be that, you know, these things can happen. Um, I've said this before on the podcast, that if you're out there and you've got any ideas and you want us to try and pass them on to the team, we're more than welcome to do that. Um, uh, And that's, you know, that's it. We want to kind of help other fans get some of these opportunities as well. So hopefully we can do that. Hope we can move things forward. It's a bit of a slow moving boulder at the minute, but at least it's starting to move um, and, and in the right direction. So there you go. Um, so just to kind of bring it back to the to the weekend, I guess, Amy, there's a bit of a conundrum gone on because it's not like Formula E was a alternate weekend to F1. And I think given that we're now pretty much racing 25 weekends a year in F1, there's going to be a lot of clashes like that. So how do, how do you decide? How as a fan do you think? Right, I'm going to go to the Formula E, and do you make plans to kind of meet up with other fans to watch the F1 in between or anything like that? Yeah. Do you so... actually have any of the F1 on the big screens or anything like that? That might have. No, I'm. You know, I I assume there'd be licensing stuff restrictions and stuff going on, but I, you know, I I rocked up with my iPad and I had every intention. Of finding a spot with a couple of other fans and watching the race. Um, however, I'm not complaining about this, but I did manage to get pit walk wristbands, and that was at the same time as the F1. And you're not you're not really going to turn a pit walk down so you can no. watch an F1 race that actually you can watch when you get home. Yeah. Um, so it was the first race that I didn't watch live. Um, or haven't watched live for a number of years actually, which maybe sounds really sad. Um, but I remember we were we were watching on our phones as we were queuing up for um for the pit walk, and you went on the pit walk. So there was a bit where you go over the bridge, wasn't there? Yes, yes. Yep. Um, that bit when we were walking over the bridge was exactly when lights out happens. So I was like, <laughs> oh, I can't even watch like the most important ten seconds of the race because I really need to watch around putting my feet. Um, but, you know, I'm not complaining about that. I had an amazing weekend. And, um, you know, I could have just gone on the Saturday, but I thought I'm travelling down to London and, you know, I do want to meet up with people. So what the hell, I'll do both days. Excellent. Yeah, yeah. We had the same on the Saturday for the spring race. Yes. And I, I took my laptop with me thinking I might find somewhere to sit and watch on a big screen. And in the end, we were sat in the grandstand. Four of us huddled around my phone watching the qualifier or sprint, sprint qualifying. And then the actual the sprint race didn't end until after the Formula One had actually started. Formula E had started. And um, so the last, I think it was the last five laps, we're watching on a phone, the Formula One, and watching the Formula E in front of us. And I was like, oh, I'm so glad it wasn't the full race. Yeah, you weren't <laughs> the only one. I promise you that. My iPad was resting on my bag that was in front of my feet. That's how yeah. we watched it. Yeah. I like this organization, multitasking, making sure that you're watching the uh, Formula One and the Formula E at the same time, just as well there was no IndyCar on. <laughs> that would have been a game changer, that. <laughs> um, one thing we will do at some point, Amy, is we will have you back on to talk about the Indy 500 that you went to earlier this year, because um, that was an absolute... I remember seeing your 
um, yeah. tweets and everything with photographs. It looked it amazing. amazing. But I think that could, you know, maybe when we've got, I think they do another um, big race, indie race later on the year. And maybe we'll yeah. grab you back for that one. We can have a, uh, I've got a Kenny and Gino, both yeah. quite big indie fans. So normally we have a big indie episode at some point in the year. So we might grab you for that one as well, if you yeah. don't mind. Yeah. Um, another totally different experience, but we could spend all day talking about that. Yeah. So let's move on to Formula One weekend. And it's just another sprint weekend. And I'm beginning to like the sprints because they are the, a bit like the Formula E, their own contained one-day thing. So if you had a ticket for the sprint race spa and you just had the saturday ticket you get to see the whole day of the thing and i think that's quite good um i'm still not convinced we've quite got the format right um and one of the things that i would definitely say that formula e's got i love the qualifying format yeah um basically you've got two groups of 10 shoot it out the top four from each go through to a quarterfinal system, and then they have a one-lap shootout against each other all the way through until it comes down to two drivers, who gets the pole from there. And it honestly, the excitement level is massive. Because one lap, one mistake, I've said this to you, Andy, before, haven't I? I love Jeopardy. And it adds so much Jeopardy to it. So I know we tried the format, of the tyres not so long ago, a couple of races back, the hards, the mediums, and the soft, and they were kind of okay. But I'd love them to try this format as well. Just give it a go for one weekend, see what happens, see if it works. And then maybe we could even have a few races next year where they introduce it as a sort of, you know, kind of a gamble, a dice in the air sort of thing. Even just introduce it for a sprint race qualifier. Yeah. Uh, they almost steal the Formula E Saturday and put it onto a Formula One Saturday. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that could work. Um, so, yeah, so obviously we we did quite well. In, yeah. <laughs> you know, Oscar getting P2, absolutely made up for the guy. Absolutely. You know, his first um, Formula One podium with McLaren. Uh, not only that, he held his own out front for a while. He thought he was going to win it. Um, Good for him at the end, but um, you know, the, the, that Red Bull is something else in Max Verstappen's hands, so uh, you know, finishing second to Verstappen is no mean feat. I, I, I certainly couldn't do it. Don't know about you guys. Uh, he, um, he didn't look out of place when he was leading laps in a Formula One race. Everyone's saying the same thing. Zach has chosen the right person. He's had a whole year out of the sport. He's not. He's not had a, a couple of months like Danny Rick has. He's had a whole year out of the sport doing no real racing, and to come into a McLaren at the start of the year that wasn't great. We were seventeenth, eighteenth DNFs. We weren't doing brilliantly. So halfway through the year to be leading a race in Formula One in your rookie year. Uh, hats off to him. He's 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 finding his feet, and that was a just a race and a half. I absolutely loved it. 
What about you? Did you 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 said you managed to catch it? Yeah, well, yeah, like I said, I was I was sat sat at our sat at our seats watching it. I hadn't caught um, sprint qualifying though, um, so I hadn't seen live um, Oscar get the. He started P two, didn't he? Yeah, that's Is that right. right? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. He start he started P two, so I hadn't seen. I was kind of disappointed that we missed that then, having seen Oscar do so well. But that that was amazing watching that, you know, and. It, it, yeah, okay. We always knew that Max was going to overtake take him. That's 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 a different race, you know. We won the other race, you know, the the race for P two. Oh, yeah, it was it was amazing and it was so exciting. Yeah, bit gutted oh. the next day. But. And there was some brave calls going on with those tires, and uh, I, I know it wasn't. Uh, it's come out later that Sky said there was no gentleman's agreement about it. There was no team agreement, but every team pitted one car. And so half the field were on inters, half the field were on wets. And I, I love the fact that we took the big risk with Piastri into let's change him straight away, change Lando the next lap. I love the fact we, we took the risk of our first car. We didn't take the risk of the, the second car. Brilliant. Yeah, it worked quite well for us. I'm, I'm very happy. A nice haul of points. Um, And then Sunday, it was like, we'd taken two different cars to the same track. Um, let's let's cover um, the start. So Oscar and Science, and just kind of delve into that a little bit. For me, first lap, first corner, um, I think he had every right to be there. I think Science had every right to be there. Just think there wasn't enough room and it's a bit of a racing incident and um yeah it, it you know it took oscar out of the race and eventually it took carlos out of the race as well um and i think that's just you know for me maybe just a little bit of experience a little bit of um kind of you know race kind of nouse in the future, it's a learning point for Oscar. I think I don't think he's done anything bad. It's not like he steamed in down the side like Grosjean did one year at Spa there and took three or four cars out. He's put his car where there was a massive gap. Science is locked up. Had to avoid Lewis. Tried to avoid crashing, sort of into Oscar, but it's far too late for Oscar to do anything at that point and. Basically, the 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 hole disappeared, didn't it? So, um, but he had to go for it. He had to, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, there's there's no two ways about it. Um, I think it was just so unlucky. Yeah, you know? I think so too. Um, I, you know, I, it, it's just one of those things. Another day, they both would have gotten through unscathed. Wheel to wheel, rather than wheel to side pod, yeah. would have been fine. Yeah, just. I gave him so much credit for going for it. He's not intimidated. There's a gap. That's my gap. I'm having it. Yeah. Unlucky. It happens. Yeah. Yep. Um. And yeah, I think was it suspension damage that put him out in the end? Yeah, I think you mentioned he mentioned what it was. He was yeah. wonky, wasn't steering. he? Steering. Oh, it was yeah. steering. Yeah, there was a photo of him driving straight with the wheel. Yeah. <laughs> Very much like my normal F1 gaming 
style as well. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, we went off to the greatest of starts. And then kind of Lando just starts going massively backwards. And I'm thinking, oh, God, there's something wrong with that car. There's something wrong with it. What on earth's going on? You know, um, I I thought he must have had damage. He must have had something. Um, but, yeah, I mean, at that point when you're watching it, what are you guys thinking? Well, we, we, were, we were stood there in, in the queue. <laughs> waiting to wait, waiting to look into the McLaren garage, and we, we're looking. Oh, what's happening? And um, there were so many fans there with the F1 on their phones um, in that queue. It was unbelievable. And he was going further back. Um, yeah, I thought there was. I thought there was something wrong. Um, yeah, I, I, don't I know thought. About what thought. I thought we were still on the. Obviously, we had the wet set up the day before, and it, it did really well for us. And. The only rationale in my head was we were on so much downforce that we couldn't go fast in a straight line. But then we were getting taken before the straights. Uh, it was getting overtaken on the exit of corners and the in- inter corners. And it's like, uh, then there was rumours that we had something wrong with the steering, which I totally bought. I was like, okay, that makes sense. That's why we're going so slow. Lando quashed them afterwards and said that wasn't true. And it just, we did not sit well on that tyre. The medium tyre he did five laps on before kicking it into the garbage. Yeah, you know when you've done five laps on that and you go on the hard, but it's just not worked. The setup for the car has just not worked for that kind of race. And then, actually, you know, we went on the hard tyre. Nothing really improved too much then. I think we were sitting in P16 when... They swapped over to the the softs. Um, I think was it lap nineteen that he swapped onto those. I think it was. Yeah. Yeah, nineteen twenty. Yeah, um, and it's you know there's forty four laps and they're quite long laps as well. It's the longest circuit on the calendar. Um, and I watched a, a a little video clip from Sam Collins, who was basically saying this was an absolute masterstroke from McLaren. So before everybody else who was waiting to see whether the rain arrived, Lando's on fresh softs, gone three seconds a lap, faster than everybody else in the Grand Prix, three or four laps. And then everyone else pitted, and he basically, it, it, he made, made it into like a super undercut. Yeah. He basically undercut 10 cars to get like P6. And you're just like, what on earth has happened here? How have we ended up there? And um, if I'm going to be honest, I'm sat there thinking, oh, we might just end up going backwards at this yeah. point. Um, and then sort of kicked in that sort of, well, let's just believe in the team. Let's see what they're doing. I think, oh, he's got to pit again. He's got to pit again. There's no way that he can get to the end on those. Um, and this is why I'm not a strategist. So, <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah, well done for the team for pulling off an absolutely masterstroke of strategy and getting us a really decent haul of points when it looked like at one point there was zero offered on the table for that. In 27 laps on a set of softs, and 27 of some of the longest laps in Formula 1, not not a Monaco lap, uh, and when the rain came and he was absolutely bossing and he was taking three seconds off of everyone, I was like, why, why have we changed onto a soft when the rain's coming? Surely we go straight, we wait four or five laps, go on to the inter. And then he absolutely killed it. And I was like, like you, Andy, that's why I'm not a strategist. Yeah. 
do you know with i'm just i'm so impressed that they managed to get that recovery though um that it was clearly awful totally the wrong setup um even they seem to go backwards on the hard tire um someone somewhere in that team had the foresight to do that and i I only watched it about like a couple of hours ago. I was saying to my partner, "We sure he doesn't fit again. <laughs> this doesn't make any sense." Yeah. Um, yeah. And sometimes that's it, isn't it? If you remember um, uh, a couple of, was it last year? Was Jos Capito at Williams was the team principal? I remember the interviewing him, and they were always asking, "Why did you do?" I think it was like when Alex Albon didn't pit until the last lap. And he, and he said, well, because if we don't try something drastically different to anyone else, we'll end up where we are. So it seems like what we've done is we've just gone, right, let's roll the dice. Let's just do something completely wacky, see where we get. And it's, it worked out. It worked out massively for us. So, you know, um, going into the summer break, I think we need a new wing for Monza because we can't take that one there. Um, well, certainly. Yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, you know, kind of. If if anything, it's showing up a big weakness in the car that we've got time to fix. So we've got the budget though. We've spent a lot of budget on our last update. Yeah, but I think this is a this is going to be crucial for a lot of races coming up. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It's lovely to see Zach made the trip out to Spa after being in London on on the Saturday. Yeah. Yeah, well, he's a busy man, isn't he? <laughs> he is, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But he didn't drive. Yeah, you know, busy man. But he might have time to come on the podcast, who knows? Um, Superhuman, so you never know. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Right, um, there you go. So I've really just kind of got one more thing to do. So really, um, were you at the Formula E at the weekend? Yes, if you were. I saw you. You know it was. You were. I definitely saw you. I definitely saw Amy as well. Did you pick up or get given one of our little McLaren fancast cards with a QR code on? If you did, and you tweet us a picture of it, then what we might we might be lucky. We're going to send you set of Formula E signed, not printed. Driver's card from Jake Hughes and Rennie Rast. Now, we might actually stick some Haribo in there as well. Who knows? Um, but yeah, that'd be great. And all we're asking you to do is just tweet us um, a picture of your card. Tell us that you were at Formula E. Um, tell us what you loved about it um, as well. And we'll pick a winner by the end of this week and we'll get them out to you. There you go. Um, just a little giveaway there. Why not? Well, Andy, you, have you got something to add? No, just on the very same thing. We met some fans of the podcast during the weekend, which was very, very cool to do, to to meet people who actually listened in and, and uh, hear us ramble on about McLaren and nothing else because we're McLaren nerds. Uh, so just a, a massive shout-out to everyone we did meet. Uh, thank you for coming up and saying hi. Thank you for introducing yourself. And sorry that I'm such an introvert and can't talk to people in real life. Andy Donnelly can because he's a fully grown adult, but um, 
I, I only about am a little kid who can't talk in real life. It was it was it was great to to meet um, some of the fans and yes, especially to um, uh, a few of them that came up to us. We just we just had our lunch and they came up and they went, "Oh my god, you do the podcast," um, and I love listening to it. And honestly, when we started this off. We thought nobody would listen. So for somebody to come up to and say they really enjoy it and they really enjoy listening to it, absolutely means the world to us. And it actually kind of filled our hearts with a lot of warmth. So thank you very much. Very. I'm kind. one of those people, though. I already yeah. felt like I knew you when I met you, and unfortunately, you didn't know me. Um, yeah. But that's that's what this is like, you know. It, it is, but it's great because it gives it already gives you a connection to talk to somebody about. Um, there was a few people came up to me at the weekend. They were like, "Oh, Andy, how are you doing?" I'm trying to go right. Do I know you off Twitter? Is it the podcast? And trying to just figure it out. But most of the people we've kind of, you know, met, or if you say, "Oh, they do this," and then they introduce yourself, normally know them by the Twitter handle or something like that. Yeah. So, and one other thing to say is that all of us at one point have gone to a Formula One event, a McLaren event, an event by ourselves because we love the team and our partner or our friends don't want to come as we've all done it. We've all gone by ourselves. And if, if this is the, the, the way of introducing more people to formula one and McLaren, even better, you know, come, come and say hi. Um, it's, it's a lovely, lovely weekend. It really was. Yeah. So let's wrap it up there. Amy, thank you very much for joining us. Hope you enjoyed it. Thank you for inviting me. It's all right. Um, um andy thank you again and uh yeah we're all off on a bit of a summer break uh just one last thing to say obviously you notice that sarah hasn't been able to join us tonight she's uh her cat has had an operation today and we just want to say we hope uh pussy gets well soon so there you go this is so cool <laughs> right summer break we'll be back after monza where hopefully we're absolutely you know, going to do another McLaren 1-2 and we can celebrate. And if we win there, you never know. We might have another giveaway. Let's see what happens. So, uh, once again, thanks for joining us and we'll speak to you all or you can watch us all soon.